kind of go into our uh, next uh, set of topics right now, too, as we uh, look at right here. As you're joining me live right now here on Facebook Live, uh, basically uh, on the Metal Steel uh, podcast right now, as we look at uh, for right now. There's also some uh, uh, changes to the broadcast team. As we knew, uh, Tunch Oaken, he announced his retirement from his battle with ALS, what he was dealing with last season. And quite frankly, I really do believe that he was definitely uh, having some issues before in the past. I mean, uh, noticeably, I mean, you could tell something wrong was physically not right with him. I mean, he looked like he was getting a little bit more skinnier, I think, just a little bit. I mean, facially, just just something looked a little off. But when we heard about it last year, especially for ESPN.com, uh, Tun Shokin, who's announced his retirement for broadcast, but Wesley Euler, who I've had on like about a month ago on my show, uh, has pretty much assured me that we'll be hearing him a little bit more soon, more than likely. I think we'll still hear him on the airwaves every now and then. Just not sure when that will be. But... Uh, since he will be inducted into the Steelers Hall of Honor this year, uh, Craig Wolfley, the guy who, if anyone has listened to Steelers uh, games on the Steelers radio network, whether it's for TuneIn Radio or through NFL Game Pass, uh, if, I believe if you get NFL Game Pass, you can hear the Steelers radio uh, broadcast that way if you're not watching on TV. So Craig Wolfley, he will join uh, Bill Hillgrove in the play-by-play booth Uh and remember, Bill, Bill Hillgrove, uh, for the most part, he'll, this will be his 28th season uh, being the play-by-play guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers as he replaced the late uh, Jack Fleming back in end of 1993. So he came in there in 1994. And then also, too, Max Starks, former two-time Super Bowl champion and tackle for the Steelers, he will also... Be he'll be swapping with Craig Wolfley. He'll be on the sidelines, as will Missy Matthews will be. So once again, Bill Hillgrove, still a play-by-play guy, uh, the new analyst uh, during Steelers games on the Steelers radio network will be Craig Wolfley, and then of course former offensive tackle uh, Max Starks, and of course Missy Matthews, of course still doing the usual interviews. So congratulations to them right there. Uh, can't wait to hear how that's going to turn out to be. I'll be honest with you, because you know what? I like to hear me a little bit more Charlie Batch. Because Charlie Batch, I felt like, was another guy, too, who's really done a nice uh, fill job. I hear him a lot of times and watch him on KDKA and C- CBS Pittsburgh. If you guys uh, check him out on the YouTube uh, channel alongside Bob Pompiani, uh, usually doing the broadcast with him during the exhibition season. Now, I mean, when you, when you really think about things, too, and put this into perspective, I mean, right now, I mean, how's that going to feel? This is definitely going to be a, a new-look year. We knew that. But I I, I like the, 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 the chemistry all around. I mean, anytime you have a guy like Craig Wolfley right there, I, I mean, I, I told him personally a long time ago when I called in on Inside the Locker Room when I was with Tunch and Wolf. Uh, I, I told him that you guys were like my version of NFL on Fox were I felt Craig Wolfley was like the Tony Saragusa of that squad. I mean, just his personality being on the sidelines, the energy that he created. I mean, for a guy, I mean, just 
bringing energy to the game and to the fans. I mean, at the end of the day, when you hear him talk, I mean, he's a guy who still just talks, lives, breathes, and eats football for the most part. And you got to appreciate that more so as he continues to still be around. But like I said, I think uh, as far as it goes right now, uh, very pleased. Uh, just uh, still very saddened right now what Tunch Yogan has to be dealing with at the end of the day. Uh, if anything, he's still one of the rocks of this organization, what he's did over the years. I mean, talk about outside of his playing career, but just as a broadcast analyst with this team, I think, if anything, the most famous call by Tunch Oaken was Ben Rossberg's most, arguably, one of his top five or ten greatest plays of all time as a Steeler quarterback, where he made the game-saving tackle against the Indianapolis Colts 2005 divisional round playoffs in Indianapolis in the RCA Dome versus the Colts, where the Steelers had to win all four on the road to win the one for the thumb right there. Jerome Bez uh, had the handoff right there. He was trying to, like, as he said in America's game, uh, tried to get skinny, and when he did, the ball was popped out, uh, fumbled the ball right there. Colts had recovered. Mm, damn sure nearly ran in for a touchdown. And keep in mind, too, Joey Porter made a sack, I think, on Peyton Manning. I think it was fourth goal at that point. And you would think right there at that moment that pretty much took the air whatever was left out of the Colts in that game. I mean, they, they had a commanding lead, I mean, in that contest uh, versus the Colts when we look back at it in that playoff game as we looked at it for, versus the Colts right there. It was another game where it looked disappointing for Peyton Manning on his resume. But, I mean, in this game right here, I mean, when you really looked at what they were able to do, they had as much as an 18-point lead with over a minute, less than a minute and a half in the third quarter remaining. I mean, the Colts did come slowly, uh, gradually coming back. I mean, pretty much, I mean, when you looked at that game right there, I mean, they're up 14-3 at the end of half. But then when you look at it, too, I mean, the Colts outscored the Steelers in that second half 15-7. And it was a missed uh, field goal uh, by the Colts uh, kicker in that uh, game, which was Mike Vanderjack. Uh, as he went in there, he was one for two in that game. As he only made a PA attempt, and then he missed the game tying uh, field goal, which was uh, late in the game. I mean, shortly after the drone best uh, fumble there, he missed a 46-yard field goal, and then he and after missing it, took off his helmet, slammed it, and threw it to the ground. Got flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct. So when I remember Tun Shogun, I just remember him going like, Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Somebody better make a tackle! I I feel like arguably, believe it or not, that was my favorite Tun Shogun call. I mean, of course, Steelers fans, Steeler Nation was on the edge of their seat when you watched a beautiful 
dominating and methodical game nearly slipped through the hands that was clearly in control. I mean, of course, when you have a guy like Peyton Manning in there, you got Tony Dungeon co- coaching, especially Peyton Manning. And the defense, I mean, that was really starting to really turn the corner, too. I mean, the last, I mean, two, three years at that point. Uh, listen, now that we're to it's over, that's why it's called the full 60-minute game. Pittsburgh Steelers did end up, I mean, winning that game. I mean, thankfully, Jerome Bess did say many a times that if it was not for that Ben Rosberg game-saving tackle, uh, he would not be on the doorsteps of probably the Pro Football Hall of Fame or Super Bowl champion. I doubt about not being in the Hall of Fame, but I def- it was definitely huge. It was needed for his career as he was able to convince in the coming back, realizing that it was his hometown that was hosting the Super Bowl. I mean, just a magical run right there. How they were managed able to survive their season. So let's get into some uh, more stuff right here too. Uh, Tomlin right now, uh, heading into this game, prior to this game, he did say that we had every intention of taking our entire training camp uh, prior to Canton. He also mentioned that certain veterans such as Cam Hayward or Joel Hayden did not participate. Uh, won't go beyond that, but you could assume Ben Rosberger will not dress. And, of course, we did see Rosberger on the sidelines tonight. He was wearing a headset, uh, definitely looking calm, cool, and collected. He also did mention before this game that the Hall of Fame game is a good litmus test to see where some of their young guys were at in their development. Now, right now, we're expecting to hear the Mike Tomlin uh, press conference right now. Uh, Here's some... Uh, Comments made by him as we looked at it. Uh, we should be hearing uh, shortly, if not probably the next day, but I mean, we'll, we'll find out uh, shortly. But yeah, I uh, like I said, I thought it was good for the defense for the most part tonight. Really proud of that. I mean, still looking good as advertised. I mean, run game. Uh, looked pretty decent. Caleb Balazs had a nice game in here today. So he had five carries for 19 yards in this contest. He had a touchdown, averaging 3.8 yards. Uh, the most uh, average out of the whole running back uh, crew. Like I said, Najee Harris had seven carries for 22 yards. Averaging 3.1 yards per carry, but... I, I and I and I gotta believe he'll he'll get more better as time goes on. I mean he's doing he's been doing impressive in training camp with his attitude, his confidence, where he can not only be the bell cow but also the guy that can catch passes out of the backfield for the most part. Chase Claypool, I mean, and when you can look at the receivers too on this team right now, I mean when we look at more particularly like uh Josh Dobbs right now and particularly uh he caught two receptions for uh 19 yards, targeted two times. I mean, obviously that's not enough, but good news is for Deontay Johnson, did not drop any passes. We'll see how that uh, continues when they open up their season in Buffalo versus the Bills. I gotta believe. Chase Claypool, I mean, dude, I mean, this guy right now, hopefully there still ain't no suspension or anything from his involvement with that brawl earlier in the year. 
But I mean, three catches for 62 yards, no touchdowns, caught a long of 45 yards, which led the entire Steelers receiving crew in here. As we also looked at here, we did not get a chance to see much of a Pat Fryer move or Zach Gentry at all uh, making any noticeable uh, plays in this game. Uh, and that's about it. I mean, I, I think the receiving crew just has a little bit of work to do. Uh, to be honest with you, I think the only part that just, like I said, I mean, if not for the bots fumble, Steelers would have been plus three in turnover ratio. But again, this is the preseason. But I got to tell you one thing, too. When we also look at this game, too, I mean, more so. You also talk about the edge rusher right here competition right now. I mean, when you look at it. And uh, Alex Highsmith, uh, Melvin Ingram right now, uh, who's coming in here into this uh, game. I mean, into onto this team right now. Highsmith, I think uh, watching this game tonight, uh, very impressive with him. I mean, I mean, as Bob told me uh, a week or two ago when I called in on his show that coach, he, the coaches seem to be very impressed with how he's doing everything that he's being asked to do. And I mean, and the work's paying off so far. I mean, Grant, this is against the Cowboys right now. 6-10 team from a year ago. I mean, when we uh, go into this uh, game right now, I mean, and for the most part, too, I mean, for... The Steelers uh, versus the Cowboys in tonight's game, especially when we uh, looked at it, Cowboys were not very good at protecting the quarterback, especially after losing Dak Prescott. Uh, they given up 44 sacks, the seventh most in the league. But, I mean, I, I, I got to tell you, I was very impressed with the Steelers' O-line and the pass protection. I know we still got a little bit more time to see what's going on in the run blocking later on. I mean, we did mention other guys, too. I mean, in here, I mean, on this offensive line right now. I mean, for tonight's game. And don't forget, too, I mean, also to mention, too, Kendrick Green, he did get the start tonight at center. But, I mean, for, for the most part, too, I mean, the offensive line right now for uh, tonight, I think they're pretty solid. Definitely will continue like to see more how they continue to do here for this part as we go a little bit more in. That's about it. And also, too, let's get in some uh, injury uh, news, too, that was announced uh, a day or two ago. As uh, it was reported by FL Network's Ian Rappaport, quarterback to Marcus AC, he is done for the season. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent out of Missouri who was signed in the offseason. And uh, he verified on his Twitter account they tore his ACL during practice on Tuesday, the final workout for the Steelers ahead of their preseason opener. Uh, both him and Anthony Coyle have been placed on the wave and injured list. Coyle, he has been attacked tackle who has taken snaps and started spent most of last season on the Steelers practice squad and he was elevated to the game day roster for three games he signed a futures contract with the Steelers in the offseason but he has missed practices on two occasions because of injury Coyle he played at four of them and was on the roster with the Texans Packers and Falcons before joining the Steelers in 2020 
So some unfortunate news uh, for them right there. Uh, sucks to hear uh, news like that, especially when you're trying to get ready uh, for a season like that. I mean, for the most part. But uh, I got I got to tell you right now. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and can this group manage to stay healthy right now? I think that's gonna be one of the biggest uh, things, biggest highlights going into this right now. <laughs> Especially when you look at a guy like uh, Kevin Dotson right now. I mean, another guy too, a name that we've been hearing throughout this uh, off season two is Rico uh, Bussy right now. I mean, right right here. Regal Bussy, he is a receiver on this uh, team right now. Uh, I mean, he was an R guy right here who turned out to be a stand-up performer in the Steelers' uh, training camp. Uh, he's been making uh, routine plays, which were impressive enough uh, for an undrafted free agent in his first uh, camp. And as we uh, look at it too, uh, the guy who uh, written this article too was uh, Shannon White behind the steel uh, curtain. Uh, he admitted that Bussy was nothing more than a camp buy in his mind, an afterthought, if you will. But right after the 2021 draft did wrap up, the Steelers had finished signing their undrafted guys. He mainly focused attention to the undrafted guys at obvious positions of need for the Steelers. So, we'll see that. I mean, Regal Bussy, he was a two-star recruit when he began his college career at North uh, Texas. A, at six foot, 190 pounds, he started to garner recognition after his breakout junior season for his explosive all-around game. Then he suffered a season-ending ACL injury three games into his senior season and he redshirted. He transferred to Hawaii for his redshirt senior season, but he struggled to regain his pre-injury form and endure an underwhelming season. So, I mean, there you have it right there. I mean, more stuff, I mean, along the way, too. I mean, going into it right now. I mean, for the most part, I mean, uh, following uh, tonight's game here.